Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? In this episode, we'll explore the powerful connections between our physical heart and spiritual heart. Find out ways to keep our hearts more healthy, and you'll hear why I love my son's rain boots so much. This is episode 65. Here we go. Well, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in this week. I just wanted to say, like I hopefully say every week, that I just appreciate you, and I'm so grateful that you're following along on this journey of motherhood and the podcast, so thank you for being with me today. I just had a quick little weekend adventure I wanted to share with you before we dive into this week's topic. So this was um, in the month of December. It wasn't this month, but we were we were adventuring a lot outside and in the mud because it was pretty rainy in the month of December. So we have some friends that we would go out to their place and (laughs) we would ride this uh, four wheeler and I, it's just adorable. The look on my son's face is priceless. He's just happy. He's in his element. He's got his John Deere rain boots on, which just, I love so much. He just looks so adorable. And usually he's got his minion beanie on. (laughs) It's like a knit cap that's like a minion from Despicable Me. And so he'll have this awesome outfit on and the combination just kills me. So anyways, we're on the four-wheeler. The girls are squealing with delight and he's just looking like I'm in the zone. Like he's just sitting on my husband's lap so happy to be outside and adventuring in the mud. It's so cute. And the girls have a whole other adventurous side of them that I love seeing when we're exploring outside. I'm the nervous one, the only nervous one, especially when we cross the little creek. I would have made a lousy pioneer. (laughs) I don't know. But the more we do it, the more comfortable I'm getting and the more fun I'm really, really having. It's so, so awesome. It's amazing how being outdoors with the wind in your face and the kids laughing and mud splashing everywhere and just loving every minute of it. It's just, it's a refreshing experience. Yes, they still bicker and not every moment outside is picture perfect, but my point is that we relax together as a family. It's hard to worry or fret about other problems when you're rumbling along on a four-wheeler looking at trees and water and hills and getting mud on your boots, you know? So I will encourage us all to take, keep taking those little Saturday adventures, however that looks for your family. They're just amazing experiences that will draw your family closer together, I promise. So this whole month of January, we've been talking about health and how to get back to basics and establish those foundational habits that can really have a positive domino effect on every other aspect of our lives. So we've talked about the strategy of the clean slate with a new year upon us. For me, I've shared that my two foundational habits I'm going to focus on first are sleep and water because it has such a powerful ripple effect. So sleep, if I'm getting enough sleep, I'm a better mama. I have more energy. I'm in a better mood. I'm less irritable. I handle stress more effectively. I'm more clear headed and all of that. So it's just, it's so good to focus on foundational things first and get that really solid before moving on to other healthy habits or things you want to accomplish this year in your life. And then earlier this month with my guest, Sarah Clark, we talked about choices and attitudes when it comes to eating, sleeping, movement, and other healthy habits. 
we established that eating healthy can be fun and it's important to tap into our own intuition with food and even exercise so that we learn how to give our bodies what they need and listen to our bodies, what they're trying to tell us. Spoiler alert, it's unhealthy to moralize foods as good and bad. And then it's even worse to say, oh, I was good this weekend or I was bad and now I have to hit the gym for an hour. So we encouraged everyone to get out of that toxic pattern of thinking. And then my friend Christina Hyde uh, chatted with me about the powerful benefits of sleep. And we also examined what hinders us from getting a good night's sleep. Oddly enough, sometimes the barrier is us. And we talked about how to remedy that problem. And so today I just want to check in with you. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Were you able to start establishing one foundational healthy habit this month? Just briefly, I'll update you with my progress on my foundational habits, which were water and sleep. I feel pretty good about sleep. It's improving. I've established a much better winding down routine at night that includes lots of things like baths and lavender and keeping a cool, dark room, but I still have to do better about water. I think what's gonna help is maybe if I can check off little boxes on my daily planner about how many glasses of water I drink or something that'll help me track it a little bit more because I think that just happens pretty easily to all of us where you're in the in the zone, you're just <laughs> doing your thing with your kids or life, whatever's happening, and you forget about something like as simple and basic as water, but then you find that you have headaches or you find that you're kind of cranky and for feeling hungry, but you're just thirsty. So. That's the one thing I want to keep focusing on and uh, keep enjoying the benefits of getting a better night's sleep. So I want to cheer you on this year. Don't feel bad if January has brought challenges right off the bat. That's honestly how it usually goes. We try, we have good intentions, but we may stumble, but the key is to get back up. We can prioritize our health and start experiencing the positive domino effect of a healthy habit anytime. So I'm here to give you permission to start fresh today. It doesn't matter if you think you've already messed up the new year. No, there's new mercy and new grace available to us every morning. And I love that. I found some powerful correlations between our physical heart and our spiritual heart that I wanted to really explore with you today and talk about heart health. So let's dive into heart health together, okay? I am praying that these insights will encourage and challenge us together as we move towards having healthy hearts, both physically and spiritually. So here are some basic facts about our hearts. Physically speaking, your heart is one giant pump. Every minute your heart pumps out about five quarts of blood through a system of blood vessels that's over 60,000 miles long. So any facts that I list today are going to be linked in the show notes because I found some incredible research and facts about all of these aspects of our hearts that I'm going to be talking about. The cardiovascular system consists of the heart, blood vessels, and blood. This system has three main functions, transport of nutrients, oxygen and hormones to cells throughout the body, and removal of metabolic wastes. They also help protect the body and regulate body temperature. I'll link that article in the show notes. Our hearts do so much for us, but we must also take care of them too. Sadly, the CDC tells us that about 610,000 people die of heart disease in the U.S. every day. That's one in every four deaths. And also, heart disease is the leading cause of death for both men and women. This article went on to say every year about 735,000 
1,000 Americans have a heart attack. The Cleveland Clinic says that the number of heart attacks peaks on Christmas Day followed by December 26th and New Year's. Isn't that horrible? So sad. Along with the fact that heart disease kills so many people every year, I found an interesting fact that said, happiness and a strong sense of emotional vitality help lower your risk for heart disease. So instead of neglecting our hearts, there's ways that we can take care of them instead. And part of it will involve cultivating that strong sense of emotional vitality. So here's some ideas about how to take care of your heart. Every doctor would probably agree that you can help control your heart health through diet, exercise, and managing stress. Because about 80% of heart disease is preventable with healthy lifestyle choices and management of risk factors. Another way you can lower your risk for heart disease um, includes quitting smoking, controlling cholesterol, eating better, managing your blood pressure, losing weight, and reducing your blood sugar, according to the American Heart Association. You wanna hear another way we can help our heart health? Getting enough sleep, and I've talked about it a lot lately in this month. Sleep is an essential part of keeping our hearts healthy, so they say make it a priority to get enough sleep each night, at least seven to eight hours, okay? So there's a lot to be said about how incredible our hearts are and how sad it is that there is such a high rate of heart disease in our nation, but the good news is there are ways we can help increase our chances of having a great, long, healthy life. So let's move ahead to the correlations between our physical hearts and our spiritual hearts. Are you ready for this? So spiritually speaking, remember how I said our hearts are pumps, right? What are we pumping through our bodies every day when it comes to information, images, and impressions? How do we see the world? Is everyone out to get us or do we stay objective and positive even when someone mistreats us? Do we hold on to grudges pumping toxic unforgiveness through our system? Our hearts transport nutrients and oxygen and remove wastes. Remember that? This is an incredible application. Are you ready? Does your heart attitude transport life-giving oxygen and breath to your body? Or is it transporting toxic waste? Here's another fact that, that correlates so powerfully with our spiritual life. The heart protects and regulates body temperature. Now, spiritually speaking, I don't know about you, but when I am stressed or upset or have not released a very heavy burden that I'm carrying around to the Lord, I get physically agitated and I, my temperature does get off. <laughs> I get more warm. I'm up. Like if you're, whenever you're upset, everything's off, right? And so our spiritual heart is, it's so important to keep that free from anger and frustration because it'll negatively impact our physical health as well. Okay, let's come back to that point about our hearts removing waste from our bodies. This is so so true when it comes to our spiritual health. We must allow God to take the toxic waste out and carry it out of our hearts, out of our system. How? Letting him take those issues and struggles completely and surrendering our hearts and minds fully to him, give him control. What could that waste look like for you and I? Again, I think the most common types of waste, meaning junk we need to get rid of, in our hearts could be bitterness, unforgiveness, impurity, lust, anger, and envy. Now, there are so many wise words found in the Bible about this whole topic of keeping our hearts healthy. So I'm going to quickly highlight some of my favorites from the book of Proverbs. And a lot of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, who's considered the wisest man who ever lived. So here we go. Proverbs 17:22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Haven't you found that when you're joyful and cheerful, you feel good, your heart is doing well, but if you're discouraged and crushed and beaten down, 
it affects your your physical health negatively too. Proverbs 4 says that we are to guard our heart because everything we do flows from it. And in chapter 14, it says, a tranquil heart is life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Okay, there's a great book that I've referenced earlier in this month with previous episodes about health, and it's called The Pillars of Health, and it's by Don Colbert, who's a Christian doctor, and he talks about not dumping other people's problems or trashy lyrics of songs or outside things into our heads all day long. Choosing to fill our thoughts and our hearts with other people's concerns, images that are going to make us feel envious, or opinions that may not line up with what we fully believe. It's just so dangerous for us, especially as mamas and women. I think it's like the more we compare and and cause that envy to keep rising up and rising up in us, it's just not going to help our hearts to stay soft and tender and healthy you know what I mean? There's a difference between a passive thing and an active thing, right? So like a passive thing that could cause some stress or anxiety in our hearts would be like, I saw a scary headline on the news. But an active thing is like, I just wasted 24 minutes scrolling a random supermodel's Instagram feed and now I feel like garbage, (laughs) right? So we have to be honest about what we're putting into our hearts and our minds. And I think it's so powerful that Proverbs talks about that envy and and recognizing that everything we do flows from our hearts. So you got to guard and protect what you're putting into, into it. Another thing that I mentioned earlier, a toxic thing that we could be intentionally putting on our bodies could be Im- impure images and morals per- portrayed in movies or TV that we don't realize are actually affecting us. It could be books that we're reading. It can be other media coming into our minds and hearts. It could be any secret habit or thing that we enjoy a little too much. Maybe it's excess in in, in an area like food or drink or gossip, anything like that. In contrast to what we're supposed to purposefully fill our minds with is things that are pure and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy. And that's from Philippians 4.8. So even just if you fill your heart with other people's vacations, other people's accomplishments, other people's thoughts on politics, all of it can be toxic if we aren't careful. We don't need to know all the dirty details about the latest celebrity scandal or be all caught up on the current trashy TV show that's super popular, right? I hate to say all this because I have definitely experienced this struggle so much. I mean, I get it. But I've also experienced the unintended consequence of filling my heart with too much junk and toxic stuff and then randomly, except it's not random because it has a cause, I outburst over a silly thing at home with my family. I react, I cry, I get angry. I have too many toxins that have not been emptied out of my heart. In fact, in this case, I was the one who allowed them in the first place. So most of this toxic buildup I'm talking about is self-induced. It's a choice. It's allowed. And this is such a hard message. I mean, I'm cringing (laughs) as I record this episode because my heart is so tender about this whole subject. I have recently come out of a season where I realized I was too frustrated with the situation in my life. I was not giving it over to God, and it was causing a toxic buildup in my heart. It made me defensive and easily irritated, and it hindered me from fully stepping into joy. But oh, to be on the other side with freedom and heart health. And that's where I've been lately. And thank God for his patience with us, right? (laughs) It sometimes takes us a while to figure out that we have been putting this toxic junk into our hearts and need to stop, (laughs) need to let that be completely taken out of us. So here are some tips and a takeaway for you when it comes to incorporating some of these ideas into our lives. 
The first one is to just focus on decreasing stress. So whatever is in your control, focus on lessening the stress in your life, not adding to it. When outside stressors come at you, you know, that happens, but just we can breathe deeply, keep our foundational habits strong, like good sleep, good eating and all of that and and journal and pray and talk to God about everything going on and keep moving forwards. Talk to a good friend that just brings out the best of you and decrease that stress. The next tip for you is to eat a heart healthy diet. And this sounds so basic, but it's so true. What we do put in our physical bodies does affect not just our physical health, but our emotional health and spiritual health. Because if we're putting toxic foods and drink into our body, especially in excess, it's going to have a negative effect over time. And that is in our control. You know what I mean? We can we can make better choices. And I would I would highly encourage you to listen back to the episodes earlier this month if you didn't already about intuitive eating and just paying attention, slowing down, chewing our food thoroughly, <laughs> thinking about our choices and being thoughtful and enjoying our food and really making it a special experience that we've thought about, not something we've rushed through and just shoveled a bunch of food in our mouth really quickly. The next tip for you is to exercise daily, even if it's a leisurely walk outside, that counts. Remember that our bodies aren't designed to stay cooped up inside or stay sedentary all day every day. The bonus here is that when you exercise, you get a major mood boost, like hey, endorphins, here we go. and an attitude adjustment because especially if you're outside you get the sunshine or the wind and the the fresh air and and that movement is so good and you can notice the beauty and creation and then if you do a workout class or something with friends you get to socialize and then the last benefit too that I've experienced is the stress reduction because when I am doing something physical and working out it just oh so much of my stress melts away it's so wonderful the next tip is to continue to prioritize sleep because we know that that's just so important to our heart health and there's way too much research out there and proof that that tells us that this is a key component in helping prevent heart disease. And the last tip for you, spiritually speaking, is to remove toxins from our hearts. And that means that daily prayer, confession, and just getting honest about our struggles with God because he wants to take those burdens, wants to forgive us if we're carrying around something we shouldn't be carrying around and he wants to help us walk in freedom and that fresh grace and that renewed sense of joy and and cheerfulness like that scripture about a cheerful heart being like medicine to us okay so I hope these tips are encouraging to you these are things I am still working on I feel like we are always a work in progress when it comes to heart health but I want you to feel encouraged that there are a lot of choices that we can make that will help us our physical heart to stay a lot healthier and then our spiritual heart to stay like I said just tender and not become bitter as the years go on all right well we always do a little segment about my favorite things and i've got one simple one to share with you today Um, my oldest daughter has just started taking piano lessons she started at the end of last year and it's so fun to hear her practice (laughs) and i sit by her and help her if she gets stuck on anything And piano is like my instrument. That's my main instrument that I play. And I love to sing. And so just to be able to play and sing along with her little songs is so much fun. It brings my heart such joy. And um, I have loved watching her blossom and grow in this area of music. It just makes me so, so joyful. So we always take a moment to highlight any listener success stories or a mom win. And I heard one recently from a listener that shared with me over Facebook. And she was just saying she's been really trying to get off 
off social media more and just focus on her health and her littles and she's doing a much better job taking care of her mind and her heart. So she updated me on just life and how she's doing and it was so powerful and encouraging to hear that because she and I have talked before and it's just, it's so great when we can spur each other on in this journey of motherhood and be positive and encouraging with each other instead of envious, comparing, you know, jealous, all those things that are so toxic with women. So I'm really proud to hear that this listener was doing such a wonderful job focusing and prioritizing the right things in life. I also wanted to highlight my friend Osti Eckley, who's been a guest on this show several times, and she's going to be on again. I'm so excited. Um, She posted something on her Instagram that I thought was super compelling, and I wanted to read a little excerpt of it right now. She says, why is our social media becoming our identity? Why has our life turned into constantly looking for the perfect photo to take or topic to write about, interrupting sacred space because we are wearing our social media goggles? As I sit here and type this out, I'm acknowledging my own struggle with this very topic. I am constantly asking myself, who am I writing this for? And and is it for my glory or for others to see his glory? As my pursuit of him has become the craving of my heart, the hard and painful work has begun, being stripped down to nothing with all of my walls crashing down, revealing my motives and exposing my identity. Are my motives and my identity rooted in Christ? Do I trust him with my life and my future? Because I still find myself staring at that bio section of Instagram, trying to come up with the most unique and coolest thing to say in hopes of being seen and elevated to a glory that only belongs to him. And she goes on to say, I think the reason we struggle is our desire to be seen, known, and loved is unruly, causing us to be in constant pursuit of fleeting admiration, portraying a false identity. If he called you to delete all your social accounts today, could you? Would you? And then her last point was, we need to be rehabilitated and reminded of the taste, the smell, the feel, the sight, and the sound of life, unedited, uncaptured, raw and sacred, finding our identity in him, taking off the social media goggles, and rooting our feet deep in his word and in the truth that we are seen, we are known, and we are loved. Isn't that beautiful? I thought she expressed that so eloquently. And it is such a struggle to make sure we are living life, experiencing life, not feeling like we have to document it all the time. I just, oh, I'm so proud of her for her vulnerability and honesty online. Okay, well, we have one more little segment we like to do called a Bungle Moment. And if you want to send me a Bungle Moment, you can go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on share Bungle Moment, or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook. These are just moments with our kids that are random or funny. And it all started because my six-year-old couple years back used to say bumblebee for bumblebee and it was just so precious so lately my little boy who's two and a half says things like chocolate and i think i've shared that before but his other thing that he says after he gets up from a nap is i had a glud sleep in the bed (laughs) and it's glud not good (laughs) i think it's because he says sleep right after good glud sleep It's just too cute. Also, in December, there was a day when both of my girls lost teeth, like they both lost a tooth. I helped one out in the name of, quote, these are air quotes, scraping the plaque off her other teeth. (laughs) And I just bonked it a little extra and it just popped right out because it was so close. It was just dangling there. Do your kids do that? Where they're like, ah, you're just like, it's going to come out with like one little pull. You just need to get it out. So it was so funny. My my kids avoid brushing when they have a loose tooth, especially my oldest daughter. Um, do your kids do that? But we're working on that. And so we're also working on the nerves, like being too nervous around loose teeth. It's finally getting better. It's finally subsiding. So my younger daughter, who lost her very first tooth in December, was like, whoa, cool. Like it just popped out because she had done a good job of wiggling it. <laughs> I was really proud of her because her older sister has been very nervous so she did a great job not being quite as fearful and they both came out in one day 
Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. And also, you can screenshot when you're listening and share it to your social accounts. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends. Thank you.